his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about. Basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't stop me now that I got me a gun. Beautiful day I be stopped. We are talking about the special session in the L.A. legislature dealing with concealed, dealing with, well, constitutional carry, which is carrying a concealed weapon, but you don't have to have a concealed carry permit. It's controversial. But before we get back to any of that, here's the news you've been waiting for. Yesterday, we mentioned that Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey were taking a break. Well, I don't know whether it was an official break or if it was just a break out of necessity because she's touring in Australia. And after the Super Bowl, well, he had to stay here for the, the parade and, and whatever else that he, he's, he's doing after the Super Bowl. But now we learn that Travis Kelsey's going to Sydney. So he's going to get some quality time with Taylor Swift in Sydney, Australia. All right, I'm Scoot on the air. Really glad you're with us on this uh, Wednesday afternoon, already uh, halfway to the weekend, which is uh, always nice. Uh, there's a, a blog that I wrote on the website. Um, it's about the special session, and it's about crime, and it's about how the special session is failing to deal with peer pressure. It's failing to deal with the root cause of crime, peer pressure. So you can check that out, read it, share it. It's also on the Scoot on the Facebook page. And a little bit later, I'll share some of your comments from my Facebook page uh, on that uh, on that topic. Um, but, you know, this really does kind of stem from what uh, what um, Lenny Kravitz said uh, during the acceptance of the uh, Music Icon Award at the 2024 uh, uh, People's Choice Awards. And it's about peer pressure. And, and this is the one thing that the leaders don't want to address. Why don't the leaders want to address peer pressure? Well, I explain that in the blog, and that's on our website at www.com and the Scoot on the Air Facebook page. All right, we've got a lot of calls to get to, a uh, very controversial topic. And then last hour we had somebody who, who has a very typical fear, a very typical concern. The government is coming to get your guns. Now, they haven't gotten them yet. And you've got your guns, and nobody's knocked on your door to get your guns. But the government's coming to get your guns. That's what a lot of people believe. And somehow that got wrapped up into the argument about 
we should be able to carry concealed weapons without a concealed carry permit. I mean, we've got open carry, so you can, you know, you can carry a gun in a holster around your waist. As long as it's in full view, you can you can carry it. All right, before we get back to all of that, um, in a Fox News town hall, Donald Trump again compared his criminal indictments to imprisonment and death of Putin's top political rival. Donald Trump doubles down on comparing his criminal indictments to the circumstances of Russian dissident Alexei Navalny, who died in a remote Arctic prison after being jailed by Russian leader Vladimir Putin. Trump held a town hall with Fox News on Tuesday in which he suggested he also could become a political prisoner. The former president, who's the Republican frontrunner, bemoaned Navalny's death, which President Biden and other Western leaders have blamed on Putin. Trump then pivoted to himself, repeating his assertions that the prosecutions against him are driven by politics, despite no evidence that Biden or the White House ordered them. I'm Julie Walker. It's it's also confusing, <laughs> but yet somehow it's also politically entertaining. So uh, being indicted is the same as being killed. I don't I, I don't think so. Uh, and no evidence whatsoever. Um, also, this uh, this fear that Donald Trump is going to become a political prisoner. This is political rhetoric. It's designed to make you feel sorry for him. Um, it's designed to make you think that he's about he's not going to be taken prisoner. Not by the government. He's not going to become a political prisoner of the government. Also, the ex-FBI informant charged with making up claims about Joe Biden and his son, Hunter Biden, had been in contact for a long time with Russian intelligence. According to federal prosecutors, a former FBI informant charged with making up a multi-million dollar bribery scheme involving President Joe Biden, his son Hunter, and a Ukrainian energy company had contacts with officials affiliated with Russian intelligence. The alleged contacts, said to be recent and extensive, were introduced as prosecutors urged a judge to keep Alexander Smirnov behind bars while he awaits trial. He's charged with falsely reporting to the FBI that executives associated with the Ukrainian energy company Burisma paid Hunter and Joe Biden $5 million each in 2015 or 2016. The claim has been central to the Republican impeachment in Korean Congress. Norman Hall, Washington. And Hunter's younger brother, James Biden, is on Capitol Hill for a private interview as part of the House Republican impeachment inquiry continues, even though the star witness admits that he made up everything he said. James Biden is on Capitol Hill for a private interview as part of the House Republican impeachment inquiry into his older brother. Mr. Biden, what do you make of the investigation, Mr. Biden? It's one of several interviews GOP lawmakers have done in trying to build momentum for an impeachment process that stalled in recent months. Even some Republicans have criticized a lack of evidence directly tying the president to his family's alleged efforts to leverage the Biden name into corporate Days. The probe was undercut again last week when an FBI informant who claimed there was a bribery scheme involving the president, Hunter Biden, and a Ukrainian energy firm was charged with making up the story, which was central to the GOP investigation. Sagar Magani, Washington. All right. So macho man Jim Jordan uh, is basically going forward with this uh, concept of impeaching the president based on information that the guy who gave the information says, I made it up. It's not true. 
and they go ahead and go ahead with the the information. I mean, <laughs> and it's the same people that arrested him are the same people to whom he was lying. And it's not one of these like, oh, it's just a process crime, like Paul Manafort and Roger Stone and Michael Flynn. They all got in trouble for lying about different parts of the Russia collusion investigation that weren't actually central to that story. That's not what happened here. Mr. Smirnov goes to the FBI and he says, hey, I got information that uh, Hunter was on the hook of Burisma or whatever. And they're like, oh, okay. They appoint a special counsel. Everybody gets all wound up about this. Then the same agents that he gave that information to figure out that he's lying. They turn around and arrest him and say, we think you were lying to us. And he says, you're right. I was. And yet they proceed. And yet the House Republicans <laughs> don't forward. care. They I know. It, we don't need your stinking facts. Yeah. We don't. Again, <laughs> once again, we come back to facts don't matter. And so, like, this is just really, really entertaining, really amusing. Also, we are going to get to this, um, this, this topic that um, Native Americans uh, are concerned that the Kansas City Chiefs and Taylor Swift are going to try to erase their heritage. You know, I don't think that's a concern. I'm not Native American. Um, I, you know, I realize it's easy for me to, to say this, but I, I, I think there's, you know, from, from my perspective, what, what, what Native Americans don't want is they don't want white Americans to lose respect for them. So I'm speaking as a, as a white American when I tell you that when I see things like the Kansas City Chiefs and I, I, I see all this stuff going on, I, I don't think any less of Native Americans. I think it's a sort of a celebration and recognition of, of who they are. So while I can't speak for Native Americans, I can speak for the white. Well, no, I don't speak for all white people. I can speak as a white person who is um, understanding of what we did to Native Americans when we came here. And I can tell you that I, I don't see this as an attempt to, um, to take away the, the legacy and the heritage of, of, of Native Americans. All right. Uh, a lot of people on hold uh, talking about constitutional carry. Let's go to Gentilly. Michael, you're on WWL. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you folks doing? I'm good, Michael. How are you? I guess I'll live till tomorrow. I woke up. Well, today I, and I, I hope so. I hope so. I don't want to. I don't want any of our listeners to drop dead. <laughs> At any rate, in my lifetime, I'm 70 years old. Lived here 40 years. Moved to Texas 30 years ago. And crime there is just as bad, if not worse. Even in the surprisingly what they refer to as affluent neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. Anyway, as far as constitutional rights. I, as a man, as a human being, can't give you rights. God gave us life. God gave us Ten Commandments. God gave us the right to think. God gave us the right to breathe. When they came up with the right to bear arms two or three hundred years ago, this country was wilderness. They were fighting the British. They were fighting the Native Americans. They were fighting each other. They were fighting the North and the South. They didn't have a sheriff or police station down the street. We didn't have 911. This is why you had to bear arms. There wasn't no supermarket or grocery store in the corner. You had to go out your door and hunt for your food if you wanted to eat. So basically, it's all outdated. The whole Constitution needs to be rewritten. I hate when a 17-year-old says, I got a right. You got a right to open your mouth one more time before I put my 
fist down your throat and pull out your tongue. Whoa. The only right you have is to respect yourself and respect me. You respect yourself and respect me, and I will respect you. You come at me like you don't know nothing about me, and son, there's not a doctor in Texas that'll pull my foot out your derriere. And they back down. You know, and, and my wife and my sister say, you, these kids will shoot you. No, those kids will shoot who they think intimidate them or who they think they intimidate. But nonetheless, the government's going to take my gun. I've been hearing that, man. I'm 70 years old. I've been hearing that since I started driving trucks. Well, thank you for, for reinforcing that. I mean, I've been hearing this argument for a long time, and people still make this argument seriously. And and they, they want us to believe that the government is on the threshold of coming to our doors and, and taking our guns. And, I, I you know, they've been making this argument for, as you say, a long time. I have three sons, and two of the three have a gun. My wife has a gun. I've had five people. Well, I've had guns pulled on me five times. Three of those people are dead. Not nothing to do with me. One person pulled a gun on me twice. I still love her. Because I know she's on psychiatric care. I'm wondering, how the heck did you even get a gun? Hmm. You on that. But anyways, yeah, you need to, if you're going to allow people to buy guns, open or conceal, they need training. You have to learn how to drive. You have to learn how to walk. You have to learn how to ride a bicycle. You need training. This is something that will shoot a cop or a lead ball and potentially seriously injure or kill somebody. You That's know, true. even the Boy Scouts, even in the Boy Scouts, they are trained to use weapons. When I was with my son, he was 12, 13 years old. We had a gun class. And the instructor says, if you put a gun down and you turn your back to it for five seconds, when you turn around and pick it up, assume it's loaded. He said, because it would take someone that fast to put a round in. Always assume the gun is loaded. All I have is a shotgun. I used to rabbit hunt. What gets me is I had to have a plug in the rabbit gun because in a 20-gear shotgun. I had to have a plug in it to hunt with. It holds six rounds. If wildlife and fishermen checked my gun and it didn't have the plug, I got fined and they took my gun. If you go coon hunting, you can only have one rifle. You can be five people. You can only have one rifle. And all it's got to be a 22 or 25 caliber. And I think you have a limit on how many rounds in there, two or three rounds. Yeah. You're hunting animals that can't shoot back, and you're limited as to how many, you know, all this automatic and semi-automatic weapon, it should be a five-round limit. All this 15, 20, 30 rounds, that's for the military. That's during wartime. Well, Michael, I, I... I'll give the policeman the upper hand and say, okay, you can have eight rounds. The general public can only have five rounds. Michael, I you enjoyed know. you sharing your, your wisdom with us. Uh, but I'm going to warn you to, you know, be careful. And, and be careful with the, the, the young kids out there because uh, some of them are reckless and I wouldn't want anybody to do anything to you. All right. Thanks for the call, Michael. If you're on hold, stay with us. If you want to join us, the Okinawa Jewelers Talk and Text Line is 504-260-1870. So according to Native American activists, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Boy Scouts, and Taylor Swift are erasing traces of their, their Native American heritage. And the tomahawk chop, the chant is racist and it's part of that. But do you really think the Kansas City Chiefs and the Boy Scouts and Taylor Swift 
are are erasing Native American heritage. I don't see that happening. And and I, I watched the Super Bowl. There was a young Kansas City uh, Chiefs fan, um, and he he was uh, he was criticized because he was wearing a full uh, Indian Chief headdress with the, the the feathers and everything. I don't know how else to 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 say it. And uh, he was um, highly criticized for uh, mocking uh, Native Americans. And I just I, I see this as appreciation, not as um, stealing the uh, the heritage. I mean, I see this as a, as a as a positive thing. I'm Scoot on the air, and we'll be back on WWL. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this... Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I think this song came out about 1971, and in the late 60s and early 70s, there was a real sensitivity to equality and and the equality of Native Americans. And there was a new cognizance of what Native Americans had endured when white settlers came from from Europe. Uh, This is Mark Lindsay and Paul Revere and the Raiders doing this song. It was a a top hit. The uh, Kansas City Chiefs have banned headdresses and face paint uh, at the stadium on game day, and Taylor Swift does not do the tomahawk chop. Now, when I see the tomahawk chop, I think of brave Native Americans who did what they could with the weapons they had. And there's nothing about being, being a Native American that, that I don't perceive as being brave. Brave to live the lifestyle that they, they lived. Brave to stand up for what they believed in at a time when uh, they were... I, I guess in some ways totally outnumbered. And and those who, who came had more sophisticated weapons. So when I see the Tomahawk Chop, I think of brave Native Americans. And, and, and yet there, there are going to be activists in every community that gain when there's, there's conflict, gain when there's controversy, gain by becoming a victim. And I think in some ways that's the case with some Native American activists. Uh, I think they have, uh, this is my opinion, I think they've overreacted and I think, they, I think they have misjudged 
how many people like like myself feel about about Native Americans. I have a very warm feeling uh, for Native Americans. And I think, you know, what happened, I wasn't part of that, but what happened was horrible. I mean, the way we treated them was horrible. You know, and I grew up watching those old, um, you know, cowboys and Indians. And I, I guess in our, our neighborhood, we would sometimes play, you know, cowboys and Native Americans. Um, and usually it didn't go, do, go so well for the Native Americans. But I always perceive them as being very brave. So, you know, this controversy is not going to go away. And when a team like the Kansas City Chiefs that does the tomahawk chop, when they win the Super Bowl and get a lot of attention, well, this is the perfect time for the activists to come out and, and, and make their case. And I appreciate what they do. I appreciate the, the new cognizance that we have for Native Americans in, in this country. But I think they overreact to the way most of us perceive Native Americans. All right, I'm Scoot on the air. Let's get back to uh, some of your calls. We're talking about the uh, legislative uh, session. But before we get back to that, Ian is telling me that we we got to answer uh, a text message that is reflecting the way a lot of people feel. Yeah, you uh, had that conversation with John in Covington at the end of last hour and insisted that the, the government's never come to take your guns. The government's not coming to do that. There's not evidence that that's happened. A lot of people are reminding us on the Okinawa Jewelers talking text line a lot of people got their guns taken away from them in the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina. Your response. Right. Okay. Well, w- what happened after that? It was proved to be a big mistake. The government should not have done that. And then a law was passed, so that doesn't ever happen again. So while I understand that that, that happened, it was wrong. And, and the, the, the government, the local government here, got called out for doing that. They thought they were doing the right thing because of the... the the, the situation that the, the desperate situation the city was in, but that was deemed wrong from the very beginning. And and those who did it were, were reprimanded. And so it, there was a law that says you can't do that anymore. We could have a long conversation about whether or not that was an appropriate thing to do, not legally speaking. But, you know, if, if you're in a law enforcement agency and you're, you know, in New Orleans in the immediate aftermath of Hurricane Katrina, I, I, I don't know that having more unaccounted for guns on the streets in those moments is a good thing or not. Again, that's a broader conversation. But the, uh, the, the 2A Foundation and the NRA came in. There was a yeah. temporary restraining order that kind of put a stop to it right away. And then Bobby Jindal and David Vitter introduced twin bills in the House and the Senate that eventually became the Disaster Recovery Personal Protection Act of 2006, which was signed into law by George W. Bush. You can't do that anymore. So basically, that proves my point. The government is not coming to get your guns, and if somebody in the government tries to get your guns, they're going to shut them down. So the fear that the government's coming to get your guns is, um, is a false fear. Let's go to Gulfport. Beverly, thanks for hanging on. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. Okay. Hope you're having a good day. <laughs> I am. How are you? Are you having a good day? Um. Yes. Okay. For a change, I am. What for a change? Um, well, you've had some tough times, Beverly. Do you want to tell us about the tough times? Well, I have a special needs son, oh, and he I'm hasn't sorry. been feeling too well lately. I'm so sorry. You know, I I so respect you for please. what you do. I'm sorry, Beverly. I look. I'll. I'll, I'll say a prayer no, that things. Fault. I'll say a prayer that things uh, work out better for you. And you, you, you know, you're um, you're going to be you're, you're going to be blessed for for taking care of him and giving him time. Oh, God bless me totally. Okay, good attitude. But um, anyhow, I am all for 
um, concealed carry without a permit. And I have taken two gun classes. I think you should be trained. I think you should know how to use your weapons if you have more than one, especially. And um, I don't believe in open carry simply for the fact I'm only five feet two mm-hmm. and weigh 110 pounds, okay? okay? Now, if someone were to come up behind me, they could knock me down, take my gun, shoot me right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my main reason. My second reason is I don't think I should have to have a concealed carry permit. Okay. Having gone through two classes. But you took the yeah, but you took the classes. Um, I'm glad you took the classes and you know, you're not the person that that I'm talking about. I'm I'm talking about the the the, the person who is is arrogant and has this attitude that, you know, first of all, you can't tell me what to do and secondly, um, I don't need to take a class because I know what to do, when in reality, a lot of people who carry guns don't know what to do, and we see evidence of that every day. Right. I agree. And I totally believe you should have a, you know, go to a class. If you have um, a teenager, bring them with you. Um, you know, they'll let them sit in the class free. Um to learn how to use a gun if they have to. Beverly, what stands out most in your mind about what you learned from the, the, the class? How to use it, when to use it, when not to use it. Um, were you surprised at any of the things that you learned? Were you surprised? Wow, I didn't, I didn't know that or I didn't think about that. It's been a while, and yes, I was surprised, but a lot of it I already knew. Um you know, from doing my research and everything and going to the range and, you know, yeah, shooting and I did good. Good. <laughs> um, Beverly, what's your what's your son's name? Uh, my son's name is um, Adam. Adam. Well, look, you take care of Adam today and, you know, you have the power to to help Adam have a good day. And um, in doing so, I hope that means that you have a good day. But the other thing is, I feel like I should be able to carry concealed because if I'm in a situation with my son and I don't have my gun on me because I don't have a permit, I can be in some deep trouble. Well, hopefully, yeah. I mean, that could it could happen to anybody, but hopefully you you keep yourself out of those situations. Um, but again, There's I mean, no such it, it thing can as happen. Yourself well, I know. I know. I know that. I know that firsthand. I know that firsthand. So, but I am all for concealed carry without a permit. All right, Beverly. I'm glad you called the show and um, have a great day. Thank you. All right. If you're on hold, hang on. We're coming back with more of your calls, and we'll get to uh, Ian and some of your text messages. All right. Uh, coming up Saturday night, Liverpool Legends. This is a tribute to the Beatles. And when I tell you about this band, if you've never seen Liverpool Legends, it is phenomenal. It is a journey from the very beginning of the Beatles 
to to the Beatles, uh, the final things that they did. And they, they change costumes, and there's video, and it's narrated by George Harrison's sister, Louise, who actually um, anointed this band. She put this, this band together. We'll talk to Marty. We've talked to him a couple of times. He's the George and kind of the spokesman for the band. He's the George in the band. But, man, if you want to see just a phenomenal trip through uh, the, the history of the Beatles, it's uh, a great tribute band, Liverpool Legends. It's Saturday night at the Jefferson Performing Arts Center. Uh, there don't have many tickets left, so get your tickets now. And remember, at the Jefferson Performing Arts Center, there's plenty of free parking for everyone. I'm Scoot, and we'll be back on WWL. Was it urban legend or did it really happen? Well, I'm here to tell you it really did happen. On the Scoot on the Air rock culture calendar, on this day, February 21st, 1977, on tour in New York City, every member of KISS had blood drawn. They weren't giving blood to, you know, help people. They were giving their blood that was going to be mixed in with the ink that was going to be used to print the first Kiss comic book, which appeared in June. The process of getting the blood in the print is notarized for authenticity. So there's blood from the members of Kiss in that first Kiss comic book, <laughs> in the print, in the, 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 the ink. That's the hardcore. Ink. Yeah. That's rock and roll. Um, and considering, you know, the promiscuous lifestyles these guys led, you know, you might want to wrap yeah. a condom around it yeah. while you're ready. <laughs> Hit that with a little hand sanitizer. Yeesh. All right. I'm Scoot on the air. Glad you're with us. If you want to join us, the Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line is 504-260-1870. Let's go to Hammond. Irvin, you're on WWL. Thank you for hanging on. Hey, Scoot. Hey, uh, I believe most of us uh, would agree with Second Amendment rights to protect your home and your vehicle, which is an extension of your home. But for those that wrap themselves around the Second Amendment, we need to remember, besides what the gentleman said before, to protect yourself against Indians and to hunt game, uh, Samuel Colt did not invent the six-shooter yet. Mr. Remington had not come up with the repeating rifle. Mr. Gatlin had not come up with the Gatlin gun, which was a precursor to the machine gun. So, you know, in today's life, by the time you got that one shot off, I think people could get a hold of you before you loaded up and got a second shot off. So just practicality, it's, it's a different story. So, you know, just wrapping yourself up in the Second Amendment, you do need to understand that people used it to hunt, to live, to protect from Indians and outlaws because there was no local police, but also they did not have the availability of the type of uh, firearms that we have today. Well, also at the time, wouldn't it be fair to say, Erwin, at the time that that the government, the weapons the government had were not that much more sophisticated than the weapons that many of the citizens had? Yeah. I agree. So, you know, if 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 the government is new and maybe some people are not sure that the government's going to going to take hold and and be stable, you know, we need guns to protect ourselves against a government that might want to suddenly do something that uh we didn't want to happen once we came to the the new country. Right. I I think people just need to be historic about when they when they talk about the second amendment. You know, the last thing I'll add, it is going to be interesting the mix of alcohol and open carry on Bourbon Street 
and on Mardi Gras parade routes next year. That's going to be very interesting. It's probably going to be tragic, but it's going to be interesting, too. I'll give it to you. All right, uh, Irvin, glad you called. You know, I don't like to think about that um, combination, but it's it's a combination that's going to going to exist. And you know what I what I really uh, reject is just the the notion that that everybody needs to have a gun, and that seems to kind of be the subtle mentality of Jeff Landry, and and a lot of people in our state, a lot of people in America, is just you know give everybody guns, let every citizen have a gun. That's going to solve the problem, man. If you don't know how to shoot a gun, that's going to do nothing but create problems. So you know we'll see how this plays out. Uh, it just seems to me that if you if you are serious about owning a gun, you would want to take a class. You would want to learn the laws that are in place now. Second Amendment, notwithstanding, there are laws in place that um, that dictate the use of a gun, and the Supreme Court has upheld a lot of these laws. So these laws are on the books. You know, you remember what happens. The, the legislative branch passes the laws. The executive branch, the president, signs the, the, the bill into law, so it becomes a law. And then if there's a challenge to it, the Supreme Court, the judicial branch of government, interprets the law. So these laws that are on the books have been interpreted by the Supreme Court. So they are laws. And so you could argue that to some degree, there are restrictions on, on the Second Amendment. But we accept those restrictions, don't we? I mean, some people may not, but as a country, we respect those those restrictions. And the, the idea of people wanting to own guns, but they don't really give a damn about uh, taking a class on how to use it, like, you know, you think you're an expert just because you think you're an expert, or people who want to have a gun and not uh, care about understanding the laws they dictate how and when to use a gun. It scares me. Uh, that mentality scares me. All right. Uh, if you're on hold, stay with us. We'll get to uh, more of your calls and more of your texts uh, coming up. On this day in 1987, on the Scoot on the Air rock culture calendar, Sly Stone was jailed for possession of cocaine in Los Angeles. Uh, this was an arrest that sent him into uh, retirement and virtually um, ended his career sent him into total seclusion, and this was uh, the end of Sly Stone performing. He'd been arrested a number of times on drugs, but this was the arrest that, uh, well, this and, I guess, music changing, too, sort of um, sent him into seclusion. I'm Scoot, and we'll be back on WWL. A sad day on the Scoot on the Air Rock Culture calendar. On this day in 2019, Monkees bass player Peter Tork passed away at the age of uh, 77. He was actually um, a, a philosophy teacher in, in school. He was a, a professor, and he was part of the Monkees and uh, auditioned and became part of a, a team. Uh, look, they were um, marginally musically talented, but, you know, they were a gimmick, and they, you know, had a TV show, and I remember watching it. It was It was funny. But Peter Tork passed away this day in uh, 2019 at the age of 77. Coming up in the next hour, let's talk about uh, school dress codes. When I, when I was at East Jefferson, there was a dress code, especially for hair. And I hated it. I thought it was so unfair. But yet, there it was, the dress code for hair. Some people say that to have dress codes is racist. 
We'll talk about that coming up. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this... Why? ...a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.